Coming up on today's message with Pastor Johnny. The story that is given contains many examples of vulnerability. Jesus and his family were political refugees. They were immigrants. They were members of a minority group and finally Southerners who settled in the North. And just as Joseph cared for his vulnerable child and wife, we are challenged to care for the at-risk people around us. Amen. Let's get into the word. Uh, Today's message is going to come from the gospel according to Matthew, the uh, second chapter. I'm going to be reading verses 13 through 23. Again, that is the gospel according to Matthew, uh, chapter 2, verses 13 through 23. Uh, There are many translations of God's word. Uh, Today, I'm going to be reading from the New International Version of God's Word. Let's see what it has to say for us today. Amen. Hear ye the word of the Lord. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And, was, and so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet, out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious, and he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and under, in accordance with the time he had learned from the Magi. Then what was said through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. A voice is heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. After Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, get up, Take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel, for those who were trying to take the child's life are dead. So when he got up, he took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. But when he had heard that Archelaus was reigning in Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there, having been warned in a dream. He withdrew to the district of Galilee. And when he went and lived in a town called Nazareth, so was fulfilled what was said through the prophets that he would be called a Nazarene. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Pray with me, please. God, we thank you. We honor you. We bless your holy name. We thank you for this time together in your word, Lord God. We thank you for every good and perfect gift that comes from above, Lord God. And we thank you for this opportunity. Uh, God, I ask that you forgive us of any sins we've committed by word, thought, or deed against your divine majesty. And I ask that you be with me as I preach your word. Let every word that I speak and every thought that I think be acceptable in your sight so that people can know about Jesus and the pardoning of their sins. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. 
Uh, for the time that we get to spend together today, I'd like to talk a little bit about from Bethlehem to Rosewood. From Bethlehem to Rosewood. I have a really good memory, but not when it comes to dates. I can remember what someone said in a meeting several meetings ago, a long time ago, and I can memorize paragraphs of information, and that helps whenever I need to learn a part for a play or uh, learn a speech or even sermons. But I struggle with keeping dates. If you asked me for someone's birthday or someone's anniversary, I would have to close my eyes and think about it for a while. But even though I don't remember dates, I still get fascinated with them. Uh, my wife has a knack for remembering uh, our first date, and uh, I remember when I proposed, because it was Christmas Eve, but I don't remember certain dates. But my wife is into that. Um, but I'm also fascinated when I learn about things that happened on a particular date. Uh, precisely 100 years ago uh, from New Year's Eve 2020, or New Year's Day 2023, uh, January 1st, 1923, the Rosewood Massacre began. Uh, John Singleton directed a movie uh, in 1997 based on what happened in that town. Uh, Rosewood reminds us of the devastating impact of violence, especially towards our most vulnerable members of our community. Rosewood was a quiet and predominantly African-American town in Florida, and according to the History website, it was initially settled by both black and white people. And the leading industry was the production of pencils. Uh, but when the cedar tree population declined, uh, most of the Caucasian white people moved to the nearby town of Summer. Uh, Sumner, rather. By the 1920s, uh, Rosewood's population uh, was predominantly black. Uh, in Jan on January 1st, 1923, a young white woman in Sumner by the name of Fanny Taylor was, cover was found covered in bruises, and she claimed that a black man had assaulted her. Her husband, a foreman at a local mill, grabbed a mob of white citizens to hunt down the assailant. He also called on help from neighboring counties, including 500 members of the Ku Klux Klan. And these mobs searched the woods for any black man they could find. Law enforcement determined that a black prisoner by the name of Jesse Hunter had escaped from a chain gang. And so law enforcement decided that he was a suspect while the angry mobs went after black families they believed were hiding him. In Rosewood, one mob pulled a black man out of his house, tied him to a car, and dragged him to Sumner and beat him. Another mob tortured a blacksmith until he took them to the spot where Hunter was said to be hiding, and they shot the blacksmith and hung him from a tree when they could not find Hunter. On the night of January 4, a mob surrounded a house in which 25 
people were hiding, primarily children, and a black woman and her son were killed. There was a gunfight at that house, and the gun battle lasted overnight and ended when the mob broke down the door, but the children escaped out the back into the woods. Newspapers falsely reported that bands of armed black citizens were rampaging and white attackers burnt down churches in Rosewood and then went after people's houses. Dozens died, both black people and white people, and by January 7th, most of the town was burned to the ground. Many uh, citizens fled and never returned to Rosewood. And as for Fannie Taylor, uh, the young white woman, uh, some of the survivors believed that somebody else, a white lover, inflicted the bruises. Also, they never found Jesse Hunter, the one who was accused of this in the first place and escaped from a chain gang. Massacres, though, are not new. They happened thousands of years before Rosewood. Jesus himself uh, faced deadly violence at the beginning of his life. Right after the wise men left Bethlehem, an angel of the Lord uh, appeared to Joseph in a dream and told him, get up, he said, and take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. There's a sermon to be had there about how Joseph Mary and Jesus would have been able to hide in Egypt, but uh, that's not what I want to talk about today. And they were told to go to Egypt and stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child and kill him. And when Joseph heard what the Lord said through his messenger, he did it. That is a novel concept. To hear what the messenger of the Lord tells you and do it. Joseph did not respond, I've never taken a family to Egypt before, so I don't see why I should do it now. Joseph didn't say, I don't see the need in leaving right now. I'm comfortable. I'm safe. Uh, maybe we wait until Herod shows up before I decide to leave. He didn't dwaddle. He didn't delay. He didn't offer up a bunch of excuses about what he was going to do. Joseph did what the messenger of God told him to do and he was blessed for it. How often has God told us to do something different and we did not do something different? We kept doing what we'd always done because it was comfortable. If you always do what you've always done, you're always going to get what you've always gotten. Anytime you see the Bible, there's a miracle that's formed. Anytime you see something, there are instructions that are given and the person follows them. We've got to put some effort into our own blessing. Joseph was trying to get away from King Herod because uh, King Herod felt threatened by the birth of this baby who had been identified as the one born king of the Jews. Herod was king of the Jews and he didn't want any competition, even from a child that had no political or military power at his disposal. So Herod, feeling frightened and infuriated, ordered a search and destroy mission to be carried out in Bethlehem. The reason was he didn't want any competition. But Matthew 2 verses 13 through 23 is clear that God will act 
to protect the Messiah, God's son, from the dangers of this world. Uh, Herod wanted to hear from the Magi who went to see Jesus sometime between zero and two. They brought gifts for Jesus sometime between zero and two years old because it wasn't directly on his birthday. Uh, but the Magi, who had come from the east, following the star that announced the birth of the one born king of the Jews, and he told them, he instructed them that when they found the child, they should return and let him know so that he could worship too. But in a dream, it was revealed to the Magi that they should not go back to Herod, but they should return to their country by another route. And when Herod realized that he had been tricked, he was angry. And in his jealous rage, he demanded that all the kids in Bethlehem, two years and younger, uh, be killed and in the surrounding facility, vicinity rather. That was retaliation that he was gone. The interesting thing about this though is that there's no historical record of Herod ordering all the children under two years old to be slaughtered. But that does not surprise me. Uh, to us, Herod doing something like that, something as horrible uh, as like that to innocent children is troubling. But when I research about Herod, to Herod, that's just Tuesday. Herod holds the distinct privilege of being one of the few biblical historical figures that both Christians and Jewish people hate. Herod had to fight approximately for, for, for uh, 40 to 37 BCE to gain control of his kingdom, so he never felt secure. He killed descendants of his family so that he would have no rival. When Herod uh, suspected there was some sort of takeover coming from his family, he killed them. He killed his wife, one of his wives, Miriam, and one of his sons. One at that time, uh, but the other sons later. And, and before Herod died, he commanded that at his death, all the political prisoners that he had put in jail, that they would be killed so that there would be mourning throughout the land. Herod had secret police that monitored what people were saying about him in public. He had 2,000 bodyguards and a fortress built inside of his living space that he and his family, the ones who he liked, right, uh, could go hide during an insurrection. Uh, the Roman Emperor Augustus remarked uh, that it is better to be Herod's pig than Herod's son. Uh, and that quote references the fact that Herod, who had converted to Judaism uh, and became king of the Jews, he, he would not kill a pig because he didn't want to touch pork for religious reasons, but he killed three of his sons and had many other people killed. Uh, somebody called Herod the evil genius of the Judean nation and one who would be prepared to commit any crime in order to gratify his unbounded ambition. So it's not beyond if he would do something like that to his own family. He would have no problem doing that to a bunch of people he didn't know. But even with all of that, 
Joseph still returned back to home after Herod passed away. He returned home after God told him to do so through his angelic messenger. Joseph again followed what God told him to do and miracles happened. Joseph fulfilled a scriptural prophecy by going to Galilee because the Messiah was supposed to be born in Bethlehem but also called a Nazarene. And as followers of Jesus, uh, we have to be able to travel and, and, and be other places. And we are challenged to see our neighbors as gifts, not threats. Uh, author and pastor John Pavla said, when you meet another person, you are coming face to face with a once in history, never to be repeated reflection of the image of God. Each is made of God's stuff. Every single day you encounter thousands of breathing animated thumbnails of the divine. Every person you meet is God's stuff and it doesn't matter where they were born, whether old or young, red or blue, your neighbors are thumbnails of the divine. They are gifts, not threats. And they are worthy of respect and not hostility. We ought not be like the people in Rosewood, or we ought not be like Herod was. What a difference it makes from Bethlehem to Rosewood. There were some heroes of Rosewood. Uh, one was John Wright, uh, the white owner of the general store in, in Rosewood, who allowed blacks to hide in his home during the massacre. And two wealthy white brothers by the name of John and William Bryce, they heard about the violence that was going on and sent a train to Rosewood to rescue black women and children. And of course, there were many brave black women and men, including one uh, named Sylvester Carrier, who protected their children. Uh, a survivor of a, the massacre, a young uh, girl at the time says, Cousin Sylvester snatched me and said, come here, let me save you. And I squeaked down between his legs. Once we are able to see our neighbors in a way of respect and not hostility, we are challenged to take uh, uh, action and, and protect the most vulnerable people around us the most vulnerable, like the special needs adults, like the low-income neighbors, like political refugees or immigrants or members of a, a minority group or neighborhood children. Joseph decided to protect the vulnerable when he took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt and stayed there until the death of Herod. Joseph lived as an immigrant in a foreign land until the angel appeared and told him it was safe to return to Israel. And then he returned, but he made a detour when he learned that the son of Herod was still ruling over Judea. And instead of going uh, to Bethlehem of Judea, he moved north to Galilee, where he went and lived in a town called Nazareth. Uh, this story that is given contains Many examples of vulnerability. Jesus and his family were political refugees. They were immigrants. They were members of a minority group. And finally, Southerners who settled in the North. And just as Joseph cared for his vulnerable child and wife, we are challenged to care for the at-risk people around us. 
When we hear, like the scripture referred to, weeping and great mourning and Rachel weeping for her children, our, our challenge is to respond with compassion and care. We cannot cover our eyes and ears and ignore the violence around us. When Jesus grew up, he saw vulnerable people around him and he had compassion on them. You know, the word compassion uh, comes from the Latin words patio and come, which literally means patio is to suffer and come is with compassion. So you are suffering with a person. Have uh, this, this have compassion and take their pain seriously and do whatever we can to alleviate it. And we do what we can to alleviate it because God does what he can to alleviate it from us. God is active in preserving and protecting us and preserving and protecting our future. We can have compassion for others because God had compassion for us. Through struggles, through grief, through unstable economies, through political turmoil, God is with us through it all. And even though we cannot track him or trace him, we can still trust him. I've had many tears and sorrows. I've had questions for tomorrow. There's been times I didn't know right from wrong, but in every situation, a songwriter said, God gave me blessed consolation that my trials have only come to make me strong. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus and I've learned to trust in God. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to depend on his word. God loves us and God cares for us and God has compassion in every situation and God acts on our behalf to help us do better. And because God is able to do those things for us, we ought to be able to have compassion for others. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the doors of the church are open, and we invite you to come. Pray with me, please. O oh Lord, our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. We thank you for the word that went forth, for those who heard it and those who may hear it later, that if there is anybody that doesn't know Christ Jesus and the pardon of their sins, that they will ask, what must I do to become saved? Lord God, we ask that this word go forth and it is a seed planted in good soil and produces a great harvest, 30, 60, 100 fold, that your will be done on this earth. It is in the name above all names that we submit this prayer, Christ Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for watching this video. Please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Don't forget to connect with me on social media, Pastor Johnny Simpson Jr. on Facebook, at Pastor J. Simp Jr. on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks again for watching, and God bless.